I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. Really excited about today's episode because I have one of my closest friends on the show with me today. And if you've been listening to my podcast for, well, since the beginning, you will be very familiar with her because I think. She is our most returned guest on the show. So welcome J.D. Angles to the show. And in the past, J.D. and I have talked about a wide variety of things. We've talked about being highly sensitive humans and how to navigate the holiday season when being empaths and highly sensitive people. So, I mean, with the holidays approaching, that would actually be a really great episode to go back to. I actually don't know the episode number off the top of my head, but if you go on my website and just search JD's name, all of her podcast episodes with me will pop up for you and you can just listen to JD for hours. <laughs> so we've talked about that. We've talked about human design. JD was actually one of the first people to introduce me to, but also really educate me on human design. So she actually did a live like chart reading for me on the podcast a while back, but JD has recently started a YouTube channel all about yoga and really catering to women specifically. And her thing that makes her really unique and different is the fact that she creates her yoga classes for the different phases of our cycles. So if you've been keeping up with the podcast back during episode 131 with my friend Jenny from Cycle Talk, Jenny and I actually sat down and talked about the different phases of the menstrual cycle. So the four phases, which can also be translated to like inner seasons. So there's an inner winter, which would be when you're bleeding and then it moves into the spring, the inner spring, and then inner summer, inner fall. And it then repeats itself all over again, just as our cycles do. So Jenny and I actually went into detail about just kind of like lifestyle things that you could do to support yourself through the four different inner seasons. And this is kind of a continuation of that conversation in a way. So that's the exact way that 
JD approaches her yoga classes. She creates yoga classes for the inner winter, the inner spring, the inner summer, and the inner fall, and really caters to women. So she's coming out with more yoga classes on YouTube. But I actually have her YouTube channel linked up for you in the show notes because it's so incredible. And I really want you guys to um, try out her yoga classes because they're really amazing. So when I was recording this episode with JD, her and I were actually both in our inner fall. So after I was done chatting with her, I actually did her inner fall yoga class and it was so great. It's actually like a 60 minute class and that's pretty unique to find like a free YouTube class um, that's a full class length. Usually they're about like 10 to 30 minutes and I don't know, I've had a hard time coming across like a 60 minute class in the past. So JD has been putting together phenomenal classes that are 60 minutes Um at least that's the one that I tried was 60 minutes, but sh- her classes are specifically for those phases of your cycle. And I know all of you, whether you have, you know, your cycle back or if you are going through HA recovery, one thing that I did during HA recovery was doing the things that I would be doing if I actually had my period back. And one of those things would be kind of living and moving my body according to what phase of the cycle I'm in. So even if you don't have your period back yet, you can kind of act as though you do and show up like you do doing these different yoga classes that JD has put together for you and um, showing your body that it doesn't always have to be running Um, at the same pace all the time. And that's something that JD and I actually talk about in this episode is that our society is in this like go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle culture. And essentially that would be like operating in your inner summer 100% of the time. So what I really love about tuning into the different phases of your cycle is the fact that It's like this big permission slip for us to just take a full week off. And I talk about this a lot when I'm on my period, which I just was last week, actually. So now, because I was in my inner winter last week, I'm in my inner spring this week. And whenever I'm in my inner winter, I just completely take that entire week off and I mentioned this in the show today and also previous episodes but I see a lot of women not doing that and pushing themselves throughout their bleed and just you know exerting themselves even when they feel like they really need to rest so I really hope this episode really highlights the incredibleness, that's not a word, but how incredible our bodies are and how necessary it is to recognize these different seasons that we are naturally in and naturally go through 
every week we're shifting, right? You're not the same person that you were last week and next week you're not going to be the same person either. And a lot of that has to do with these hormonal changes that we experience as women. And I think that's beautiful. So anyways, definitely go back to um, episode 131 if you want to listen to Jenny and I talk more about the inner um, seasons of our bodies as women and go to the show notes, check out JD's YouTube channel. Like I said, I am in my inner spring right now. So that would be the YouTube um, yoga class of JD's that I would be doing this week. And one last reminder that has absolutely nothing to do with periods or yoga, (laughs) but it does have to do with working with me and perhaps getting your period back. So my small group coaching program, Back Home to You, walks you through the exact steps that I took in order to get my period back. Internally, doing the inner work. This is what I'm talking about. So (laughs) I'm really passionate about this topic and I should actually do an entire episode, solo episode, all by myself talking about the important inner work that I needed to do in order to get my period back. But essentially, that's exactly what I walk my clients through inside Back Home to You. So I want to make it clear that Back Home to You is not a HA recovery specific program. That is not a requirement to work with me inside Back Home to You. But if you are on your HA recovery journey and you are, you know, you intuitively know that you need to do some deep healing, some deep inner work in order to actually recover and kiss your disordered eating and bad body image days long gone, like to kiss kiss them goodbye forever, that is what I help you do inside Back Home To You. And I actually just filled a group of Back Home To You. So we are going to be starting the first week of November. And I have space for three more women to start another group in November. And um, once I do this, then I will be closing the doors to Back Home To You until December. So if this is something that you are really wanting more information on, then you can go to magdoll.com slash back home to you for more information. Or if you know this program is exactly what you need right now and you're serious about moving forward with things and getting more information and jumping on a call with me to make sure this is the perfect fit for you, then you can actually go to magdoll.com slash back home to you and book your discovery call with me. I offer a free discovery call to make sure this program would be the perfect fit for you and answer all of your questions. So that is the last little tidbit of information I wanted to share in this intro today. And now I think we are ready to hear from JD all about yoga for the different seasons of our menstrual cycle. Hey 
Hey, JD, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on yet again. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So you are up to new and amazing things. And I feel like I always want to just get more of JD in my life. And since you're doing something right now that is so like aligned with what I love and, you know, help my clients with as well. Um, I just want you to share that with everyone in today's episode. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Do you want me to just dive in? Dive in. Tell us what's new with you and kind of, yeah, what's new in your world? What are you up to these days? Yeah, so it might feel new, but then I think back and I'm like, wow, I actually started this work back in 2016. So it's been coming for the last few years and it's kind of been calling me. And what I'm talking about is I've, I'm a yoga teacher. I've been a yoga teacher since 2013 and learned a lot of different styles and practices um, of yoga. I studied Hatha Anusara specifically, and I studied um, Kundalini yoga as well. Um, And through each practice, like I was trying to find a more feminine version of the practice that wasn't just restorative yoga or yin yoga, and that wasn't just prenatal or postnatal yoga. Um, So in each training I did, each teacher I talked to, they were like, yeah, that doesn't really exist yet. Like maybe you're going to be the one to create it. And I would just feel like kind of frustrated. like, okay, I just have to dig deeper and find deeper. And I did find a couple of teachers who do focus on women's yoga, but I have not found any teachers who are specifically focusing on the phases of the cycle. And I really feel like um, Hatha yoga can be really helpful on the physiological level. And um, then the Kundalini yoga can be really helpful on like the energetic level. So I'm so grateful to have like studied all the practices that I have because I feel like it creates this really potent uh, like mixture that can be really supportive to women throughout their whole cycle. And the big thing for me is empowerment. That's really what I want women to feel empowered, no matter what age they are, what body size they are. Um, Yeah, I want it to be accessible and I want it to feel freeing and liberating. And so that is what I'm envisioning. That's what I'm trying to create with these sequences. I love that so much. And I love that your journey, like it started with yoga and you kind of searching for something. And now like four years later, you're creating what you were searching for. And I think that's so powerful and a message that so many of us just need to hear. And it can relate to so many different areas of our life that, you know, what we're searching for, we just might need to create it for ourselves. Yeah. 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 So the girls listening to the show, they just had a episode with my friend Jenny from Cycle Talk all about like the inner seasons and stuff like that. So we just talked about that. And now here you are creating yoga for Mm -hmm. our inner season. So tell us more about that and you know, how, what that actually looks like and stuff like that. Yeah. Happy to. So that's great that it's like a primer for this. It's like perfect. (laughs) Um, uh, but so you probably already heard this in the past episode, but we have kind of four seasons that we flow through from cycle to cycle. 
And so we have menstruation at the kickoff of our cycle. It tends to align with the new moon, although some people also cycle on the full moon. Um, and during this time, it's our inner winter. So we feel very internal, reflective, and physiologically, actually, this is when the hemispheres, the right and left hemispheres of the brain are most um, in communication with one another. So I know there's so many like misconceptions about like being crazy on our period and stuff, but we're actually uh, thinking very clearly and rationally during this time. So it's actually a great time to reflect and make decisions. So in our practice though, it's a great time to let the body rest and really let that intuition come in. So what we need is space, quiet, pauses, things that relieve tension, pain, if you're cramping, um, that can really allow us kind of get out of the body and into that more energetic spiritual realm because we can receive a lot of downloads during this time. So that's kind of the focus of the practice is to be extremely restful. And I always say to um, women who are practicing, you know, if that means laying on a cushion for a half hour or 60 minutes, that's a perfect practice for your menstrual cycle. I then we move. love, sorry, I'm interrupting no, here because I mean, I love yoga, but I feel like I go through, and you know this about me, like I'll go through these phases where I'm just doing it every morning and then I'll go through a phase where I don't do it for like months. Yeah. But I feel like I'm always most likely to turn to yoga when I'm on my period, it just feels mm. so good to do some of those poses that yeah. can relieve like cramping. And like you yes. said, you're just more intuitive and you're more likely to get downloads and just feel so present with yourself. I don't know. Yoga just feels so good um, during your inner winter. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And it's a great time to really love on yourself. So this is one of the ways, if it doesn't feel like an added like chore or pain, it actually feels like, wow, this is so nourishing and so loving. And I'm holding my body and I'm holding all the sensations and really creating space for that and honoring that. That's really beautiful and powerful. And it really does set up how we experience the rest of that cycle. So it's really yeah. important not to just push through. Totally. Yeah. Actually, Jenny and I talked about that and I'm glad you brought that up. So it's like if we this is why it's so important. Like I follow a workout program, which I love, but I always am super intentional that when I'm on my period, I literally take that entire week off. And the only thing I do during that week is walking if I feel up to it because let's be honest walking like can even feel super taxing when you're on your period yes. right and yes. that is something that sometimes for me I feel like if I did that it would just be me pushing myself to do that which yes y'all know I'm not here to like push myself and do things that I don't want to do um or that don't feel good for me but yeah, yeah just a really gentle yoga practice mm -hmm. is so nourishing yeah and yeah. you're so right like if you do approach your menstrual phase or your inner winter with this approach you know a very nourishing gentle approach you mm -hmm. are setting yourself up for a better cycle right your yes. follicular phase the rest of your follicular phase is just going to feel so much better yes yeah. yes 
And like the few women's yoga books that do exist really emphasize that. Like if you're tired, please rest. Like don't try to push anything, just lay in bed. Like that can be your practice. And then you may actually tune into that subtle rise in energy that happens as the menstrual phase winds down and the follicular phase begins. So we start to tune into these like subtle, oh, shifts in our energy. Like it's not just constant. Yeah. I love that. I'm in my yeah. inner fall right now. And I, it was like midweek this week. And I was just like, oh, I'm not as like peppy and energized as I yes. was last week. And it's so cool to yes. just be mindful and aware of those changes. Yes, because then the default isn't, well, first of all, <laughs> this is like could become a soapbox. So I won't go too much into it but I feel like up on that soapbox girl (laughs) like historically all of our you know medical health nutrition research is based on men and so if we don't know these things about our body we just assume there's something wrong with us like Mm -hmm. why am I so tired this week or why every three weeks do I feel hypercritical of myself or feel like I need to like control everyone and get everything done or so I, or like when we're in that inner summer, like, oh, I feel amazing. I just want to hold on to this for, you know, months and months. And I, I was saying to uh, on my podcast the other week with Tony that our society is in this perpetual inner summer where they just think it needs to be on and going and up all the time. And that's just simply not how any of our bodies work, but especially women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there with yeah. you for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, OK, so the next season would be inner spring right yes Mm -hmm. yeah so as soon as like and I would say don't really begin to do a lot of movement in your yoga practice until you fully stopped bleeding right so keep it very restorative and like keep the focus of like keeping the heart over the hips like keeping the flow downward so that really supports the blood really flowing in a you know in a complete way oh that's Um, such good advice Good. Yeah, yeah. And so then once you aren't bleeding anymore, when you begin to have energy, you can gently enter into your practice again and do, I would say, like slow, gentle, flowing movement. So it's not a great time to do a bunch of vinyasa. It's also not a great time to do like longer holds. That's better for the luteal phase of the cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of keeping it flowing and moving and gentle, like light and breezy, like the spring. Um, and like, the phases of our age too, right? Align with the season. So um, menstruation is like the uh, wise elder. And then the follicular phase is like that young maiden, like super springy and fresh. So doing things that really open up the pelvic floor and let some tension release there. And if you feel like stiff and tight from resting more or being more sedentary, just starting to relieve some of that tension. And always like through all of them, just doing movements that feel really good and liberating in the body. I like so that. you can begin to do inversions again once you've stopped bleeding. It's actually really, uh, really great for the body, um, but just enter in gently, I would say. Awesome. So basically, yeah. I'm I have a feeling this would be like my favorite yoga phase <laughs> because yeah. I just I'm all about those hip openers. Like if mm. I don't know what to do, I just sit on my floor and do like this whole sequence of hip opening practices because they just feel so good (laughs) yes and like that whole pelvic area is like huge for our health and 
most of us, many of us are sitting, you know, way more than we used to um, in generations past. So anything we can do to kind of create space and open that up. And also hips energetically tend to be a place where we really hold on to things. So it can be really releasing energetically as well and energizing. Awesome. Great tips for that phase. And then we move into ovulation where most of us start feeling more energized and like outgoing, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so that's a great time to be expressive in your practice as well. It can be a more solar practice. So you can do things like sun salutations or vinyasas if you feel up to it. Um, You can try poses that maybe felt too challenging before. Uh, because our confidence tends to be boosted during that time as well. So it's a great time to try something that pushes you out of your comfort zone a little bit um, as far as your practice goes. But I would say also like keeping it in balance with everything else. So if yoga isn't the only movement you're doing in your body, you can keep it more restorative throughout the whole cycle, you know. Mm-hmm. Um But I would say that if you do enjoy doing things like sun salutations and vinyasa style yoga classes, heart openers, even like arm balances and things like this, that's the time to do it is in the ovulation phase. Oh, I love that. Do you have a favorite pose during this phase? I really love heart openers. So I, and I tend to keep it very simple. So I'll do maybe like uh, on my knees, like a prep for camel pose and just do like cactus arms like this and open up the heart space. That always feels really good to me. Bridge pose feels really good to me during that time. Mm. Yeah, or if you, if it's in your practice, full wheel, like a full back extension. Uh, those feel really good to me during that time. And actually just doing a little bit more like vigorous movement feels good during that time to me usually yeah but one like thing I will say is we also have to take into consideration the outer season that we're in so even if you're in your ovulation phase what I'm finding for myself is it doesn't feel as springy and alive as it did in actual summer which makes total sense like we have you know less light in the day it's like darker season it's a more internal season so don't think that there's something wrong with your body or you're not progressing in your practice or something if it doesn't feel as vigorous as it did in the summer or if you feel like your body doesn't quite want to push to the same places yeah that makes total sense and then we move into the luteal phase so uh, during this time usually our hormones are dipping so our energy levels dip as well this is a time to start slowing the practice down keep it more strength focused. So you can do longer holds in like warrior one, warrior two. They're very grounding, balancing, steadying. And they really give you a chance to address the mind, especially the inner critic, which tends to speak up most loudly during this phase. So um, when you're holding poses for a while, that can, you know, it can trigger that (laughs) for people. So it's a great time to be, just be aware of that and shower yourself with compassion and also get curious about like what's coming up. And if the same messages continue to come up during this phase of your cycle, it might be something that you want to dig into a little bit more and do some healing work around. That is so interesting too, right? Oh, I love that. Yeah. So where are you in your cycle and what yoga are you currently doing? 
Yeah. So I am in my inner fall as well. Hmm. So at the beginning of my inner fall, I was doing some like longer holding pose. I'll show the actual sequence. Like it's going to, it'll release tomorrow on my YouTube channel. So that's the, the sequence that I've been doing. But actually, as I move closer to menstruation, I really feel like a significant drop in my energy usually. So I switch over to doing restorative yoga before I even start menstruating. So okay. that's what I've been doing in the mornings. Yeah. Awesome. And currently, I'm just curious, are you just doing yoga or are you pairing it with another type of exercise? What does your practice look like right now? Yeah, I I almost always do a morning practice. It's very short, like 20 minutes, just to warm my body up before I meditate. Um, lately, like I said, it's been a lot of restorative, like longer. I might just do like a supported butterfly pose, like have a bolster underneath me and two blocks under my knees and hold that for like five minutes and that might be my practice. Whatever I need that day is kind of how I move. Um, and then a couple times a week, well, almost every day we walk because we have dogs. So we're walking a mile or two. And then a couple of days a week, I just do whatever feels good in my body. So lately that's been like Pilates and bar style classes. So yeah. Nice. And something else that just came up for me that I think is a good question is um, based on like throughout the different inner seasons, Mm -hmm. does the time of day to do your yoga practice? Like, is there an optimal time of day to do yoga based on the inner seasons? That's a great question. Um, Not that I've come across. I feel like most yogic advice is to do it first thing in the morning. Okay. Um, But that doesn't work for everyone. So like the behaviorist in me would say like, do it when it's going to stick, do it when you can do it most consistently. So if that's, you know, at the end of your day, then it's probably going to look like a different practice because you've had a whole day and exerted a lot of energy and things. So it might be a more restorative form of the practice than it would be first thing in the morning or on the weekends, for example. And that's totally fine. That's sort of what I'm trying to, I mean, not sort of, that is what I'm trying to help people with also is just really tuning into their body and not being so like linear in the way that they practice. So even if you're in your ovulation, but you're exhausted, do a restorative practice. Like that's the healing balm of yoga is that it can adapt to any, anywhere you find yourself, you know, happy, sad, stiff, flexible, hot, cold, whatever phase of life you're going through, there's poses that can support you. So I hope to create more and more sequences for those specific things as well. Like That's amazing. Like painful periods, for example, or irregular periods, hot flashes when people start going through towards menopause. Um, there's sequences that can support all of these things. So That's amazing. So yeah, let's talk more about your offerings right now. So currently you're creating sequences for these different inner seasons and I'm so excited to <laughs> try all of them as I move through my inner seasons. So these are all available to everyone on YouTube. Yes. Okay. So tell us more about what you have planned as like moving forward. Yeah. I mean, it's still very new, like posting the actual videos. um, And I'm just really enjoying that process. And I, through this like pandemic, I've just really 
felt connected to service and how I can make things accessible for people, especially like the resources that I've been so fortunate to receive over the past few years that I know really support me in staying grounded and centered. So it just feels really good right now to be creating yoga videos that everyone can access that, um, yeah, that are just accessible to everyone who has the internet, I guess. Um, and in the future, I would love to teach actual physical classes in this way. I would love to teach women's like workshops, weekend workshops, and potentially in the future, future, um, lead women's retreats. I would love that so much. We should definitely have a retreat together someday. Yes. I know you and I are like waiting for the day for us to get together and yes. actually meet in person. It's so crazy. JD, you have been a friend of mine for years mm -hmm. and on this podcast multiple times, but yeah. I don't think even most of the people listening right now realize that we are very close friends, but have never met in person before. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the, the beauties, like the bright spots of the internet is that I've been able to connect with um, such kindred spirits. Yeah, well, I absolutely loved um, learning all about how we can kind of cater our yoga practice to our phases of the menstrual cycle. I really appreciate that. And is there any other words of wisdom or anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I think I would just um, like to continue to like drive home the message that your body is always right. Like if it doesn't feel good for you, don't do it. Don't push yourself to just because it's like on the schedule or aligns with a certain phase of your cycle. Use those things as like guideposts to help you tune in. And once you feel like you're getting a rhythm, and understanding the different phases of your cycle, really trust that and honor that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to trust what's coming up for me right now, because this topic has come up a few times throughout our conversation today. And I keep thinking about self-trust. And I mm -hmm. know that both you and I have struggled with that in the past, you know, yes. um, in relation to food in mm -hmm. relation to moving our bodies. And I yes. know a lot of our listeners today also struggle with actually trusting themselves and yeah. surrendering, surrendering to that. So over the years and through your journey, what has really helped you come to this place of just being totally okay with trusting yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a journey and it's still one. Um, and it ebbs and flows. So I won't say that I'm always in 100% trust with myself. I'm definitely not. Um, but what's helped me get closer to being there more consistently is having a like an internal reflective practice. So whether that's meditation or journaling or just like lying on a mat with some essential oils and some music playing, whatever sounds most nourishing, it's just this time and space to decompress and to let the energy that comes at us from everybody else go so that we can hear that inner voice more loudly, more clearly. And I feel like for myself, as I've continued to do that, the inner voice has gotten louder and it feels safe enough to trust that voice over the outer voices. 
I love that. And I'm yeah. sure that's going to help support a lot of our girls. So thank you so much, JD. I've really yeah. enjoyed this. And I'm going to have all of your yoga videos linked up for everyone below because I'm just so excited myself to try all of them. Your um, stuff is always amazing, right? Like I, oh. <laughs> everything you do is just absolutely incredible. So thank you so much for offering this to everyone. Yeah, happy to really, really. It's like my pleasure. And if you check out the videos and you notice something that is missing that you would love to incorporate to support yourself, um, please reach out to me. I'm, I would love requests for different ideas. I mean, I have lists of things that I want to create, but I'm totally open to what people need most right now. That's so. awesome. Yeah. I know one thing that I always search for whenever I'm on my period is like yoga for cramping. Yes. <laughs> so I'm sure that's going to be one of your next ones. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Thank Definitely. you so much, JD. Thank you. Thank you.